Wow. I don't think we even need to do an intro bit after that. Cameron, you better turn that amp off. Stand by and then power, you know what I'm saying, guitar players? Yeah. That's how I feel. It it freaks me out as a guitar player. If you don't know, they, they have solid-state amps, which are digital run. But then on top of that, they have these things called tube amps, which are like heated like light bulbs to power... They're, they're vacuum tubes. So like they, they heat up so fa- so hot that they like suck out all the air, and that's how you get this nice, warm, clean sound. I don't want to brag, but I have a Vox amp it's that nice. I love so dearly. Cameron, well, what was that song? I, it was uh, Since I've Been Loving You, just just to put you in the mood, you know? Oh, <laughs> baby, don't look at me like that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Isaac Ransom. I'm Cameron Tuttle. And by the time you're listening to this episode, it's been Valentine's Day in 2019. This is Everything Comes From Something, episode 33, the Valentine's Day special, Maybe I'll have a clever title. Maybe I won't. But as a surprise for you listeners, we decided to release it early. And of course, Cameron had to put you in the mood. Yeah, on Valentine's Day. It's like a little Valentine's Day gift for all of our listeners. You can be listening to this before you have your epic night of romance. (laughs) And, you know, this will just get you in the mood, get you hyped and ready to go. It's a good idea, actually. Or, you know... Or you could just listen to this and be sad that you're alone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is, I don't even know where to go from that <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen Everything comes from something It's completely fan funded We have no ads Of course we want ads But If you enjoy the show You can support us On patreon.com Slash ECFS podcast And join the rest Of our epic Supporters Including The best The brightest Executive producers Shout out to Darren O'Neill And Keanu Lay For producing this show yeah and being awesome as a matter of fact kiana is the producer the sole producer sorry dan you got the shaft i'm just kidding the sole she she is the sole producer of this episode this topic was suggested by her when you're an executive producer you get to be on our creative team and decide the episode and she said isaac cameron i want to hear you guys talk about relationships and let me tell you everything comes from something dude nothing is original that's true and people have been talking about relationships since the beginning of time. Did you ever watch uh, Dan, or you ever listen to Love Line with Dan Savage? I don't even know what that. Dan Savage. Dan Savage. Yeah. Is he the brother of Fred Savage? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> um, That'd be an interesting. I think uh, he was also. I mean, if he was, he was also the brother of of the Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> no. What is this? What are you talking about? Oh, it's, it was just like a dating podcast. Well, it Back probably won't be as good as the uh, as this. Let me tell you. As yeah, I, I kind of disagree with Dan Savage <laughs> a lot, actually. <laughs> but hey, whatever. All he the lives power his to life. Him. I live my life. Good it's for fine. him. Good for him. Of course, you can find everything comes from something on all the normal social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What would you say is our most prominent? Probably Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. I'll post pictures of 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 um episode title art right right yeah and and things like that but other than that i mean how many likes does it get though just like 20 i abuse the hashtags oh that's that's pretty good though it's not bad i mean uh it it gets thousands this podcast is huge i don't know why i would say such a low number (laughs) i i I met 20 million yeah right (laughs) right right. yeah of course we're coming for you that's right 
Um, what a weird start. This is the thing, though, Cameron. When it, when you got over there to play the guitar, I'm like, it's already going to throw me off, man. Oh, man. Come on. And I hope it didn't throw you off as an audience listener because the truth is, I think we have something real special here yeah. for this episode. You know when you read the title, you were like, what the heck are they going to be talking about on a relationships episode? And Cameron and I, we have some good experience, I think. I, I would say so. We're like... I See, the thing about it is the people who I am around and the people who I know it's either they're getting married or <laughs> they're getting married or they like have no idea what they're doing in in terms of relationship life um and being i mean we've been in our relationship for a long time you know we're we're pretty seasoned veterans people are gonna think we're gay well we've been in that relationship for a long time too <laughs> we have been in relationships with our ladies yes for a long time i'm going out with a wonderful lady who was on episode 10 her name is juliana polifroni she is a beautiful gal what's funny is you said juliana and i immediately thought ransom because she's she's jules ransom in my phone jeez did you I, know that no oh okay but she told me when i told her that we were probably going to be talking to her about her on this episode uh to shout out to her cat joey that's true. She literally just called you, actually. And if you're thinking Joey from Friends, well, you would be right. That that was the point. Really? Name, yeah. Hmm. Because he's very cute and charming. And he does, I gotta say, you know how Joey's hair is always messed up? Black and scr- like scrag- like scruffy everywhere. It's like all over the place. That's how Joey is, too. I, di- I didn't watch Friends, so I have no yeah, idea. That's right. We know. We know. It's fine. Mm. It is okay. But yeah, shout out to Joey. Uh, and then you've been going out with with kiana yeah for five years jeez five years yeah that's a long time yeah it's like half a decade you're like i i think i did the math once about like um like the percentage of time that i've been with with kiana like as far as like your life my life your entire life yeah what is it so five years i'm 21 that's like that's like a little bit less than 25 percent of my life that's it's like a quarter of my good life. job at doing math, Cameron. Yeah. As a film major, unbelievable skill and uh, <laughs> just, oh my. Are you ragging on me again because I beat you in that <laughs> in that escape room with the math? math game? Yes. So <laughs> I couldn't figure out that math puzzle anyways. But yeah, no, you guys have been going out. I've been going out with Jules for three years Dang. now. So at least as far as our knowledge goes, it's been successful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if 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 things crash and burn in the future, I guess you could disregard all of this podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, let me tell you, if if things crash and burn, I'm sure the breakup episode will be great. Yeah, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> it'll be really funny. It will be real sad and funny. Taco Bell meets Crying Isaac. Yep. So, yeah. Um. In 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 any case. I'm freaking out because we are using a different audio software today. We're using Audition. That's the truth. I feel, I actually feel like my eyes are darting left and right um, because the truth is I can't even tell if this thing is recording right mm. now. Mm. Is it recording? Yeah. It better be because I'm it not is. playing that. It's slowly going along. Okay. It's very, very weird. I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not fully accustomed to Audition yet. Because I've had the Adobe Suite for a while. Mm. Don't worry, we're gonna get to the relationships in a second. <laughs> but it is always um, it is always interesting when you switch software and you're just crossing your fingers. Like I really hope this doesn't break. As I we're suggest doing it. we we record it twice, but you know whatever. 
record it tw- like we're gonna record another one after no no, no, no. i re- i suggested that we record do like a dual recording so record tw- two different softwares at the same time one that we know works and one i just works. feel like that'd be pretty but, taxing but hey on the system whatever i'm just saying it's not like you have a really expensive macbook pro or anything i don't but whatever this is the lowest spec one yeah well it's still really expensive thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get to it Relationships. Relationships. Happy Valentine's Day. First of all, I want to say to all the fans that listen to the show, we love you guys. You know what's funny is me and Keanu really don't celebrate Valentine's Day at all, actually. Mm. Jules and I, not really. Yeah. Like this year, well, I think because the first two years we had such incredible, like, romantic Valentine's Days. Um, I don't know the plural. Val- Valent- Valentine's Valentine days. That's just a hard one to say. Yeah. I almost have said Valentine's days, but that's not right either. <laughs> um, no, we like we had a, we had some like good ones, and it's just kind of year three. And she's like, "Do you want to buy me chocolate and let's go get dinner?" And I was like, "Okay." Like we're not going to go anywhere fancy because we didn't make reservations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, man. So there was one time, um, me and Kiana went to. Uh, where did we? I I can't remember the restaurant that we went to, but we went to Santana Row on Valentine's Day, like idiots. Um, oh no! And it was miserable. And then after that, basically, we were like, let's let's just not do anything ever again. <laughs> let's yeah. go the, like two days before Valentine's Day and hang out. So like this year, so Keanu's going to DC right now, um, and uh, she leaves tomorrow. Uh, but so she'll be she'll be gone during Valentine's Day. But like we hung out, we just had like breakfast the other day mm-hmm. on Sunday, I guess. I said like that was Valentine's Day, quote unquote. Yeah. Man, so we just never do anything. I really don't want you to listen to this because I'm going to talk about her gift on air. But she did <laughs> say she might because I shouted out her cat. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll have to tell you off off air. Okay, that's about right. what I'm going to get her. Yeah. Um. With all of that said. I think that relationships fits perfectly into what everything comes from something is all about. You know that Cameron and I like to be, um, well, I hope not preachy, but we like to explore deeper ideas than, I, I would I would say we enjoy asking the hard questions. Yeah. Um, and, so. and so I think relationships is a difficult thing to tackle because whether you're thinking of an, a significant other or just people that you love in general, right? I mean, think about relationships with family. Or even relationships with friends. Like, it's something that is important to really brainstorm on and think about. Yeah. I think relationships are neglected because we experience them on a day-to-day level. And I'm not even talking about significant other relationships. I'm just talking about, like, in in general, right? Your relationships with the people you walk by. uh, Relationships with the people in your workplace. The people that you go to school with. Or the people that, I mean, you see all the time, right? I think... um, we're not necessarily get, going to get into that business side because it's not a business class. But I do find that I've learned so much from my intimate relationship with Jules about how to communicate and how to be better around people. I was saying even before we started recording, I don't think our friendship would be as strong if I hadn't experienced that level of intimacy and trust with Juliana. Yeah. And it taught me how to communicate super well through all of that, through hard conversations too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think... I think it's probably true that like your more intimate relationships, like the lessons that you learn and the hard lessons, I mean, the hard battles fought um, kind of like bleed out into your other relationships. And, and 
I think it's because they're so difficultly won, right? Like those, not nece- not necessarily the arguments, but just the lessons that you take from arguments. Like the the things that you learn after you've had like that really hard conversation. Those are the things that that like chisel you into the person that you're gonna be, right? Those are the things that they're they're the the hard blunt object that like shapes you, and like it really changes you in a way that I don't think you know, day-to-day relationships really shape you. You know what I mean? I, I do, I do understand what you're talking about. As a matter of fact, it brings, it's actually hitting like kind of a more emotional note than I realized (laughs) on this show, because everything comes from something actually started with an idea that I had for my wedding. Um, and I, I never really told you this, but I always hate going to weddings because it's basically a superficial worship of two people. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's their day, right? <laughs> you you got to give it to them, but I'm quite negative at most of the time. Uh-huh. So I swore to myself. I said, and I don't I don't know, I mean, whoever I end up with, I don't know if they're going to agree with me necessarily. At this. <laughs> but I do find it quite important. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the person I am today if it isn't for every single person that I invite to that wedding. Yeah, yeah. They made me the person that person who my significant other fell in love with. Yeah. If it wasn't for them, she would have never fell in love with me, right? Mm -hmm. And so, in a sense, right, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, right? It's like, oh, and inspired, everything comes from something. But, like, I'm like, when I have my wedding, I want it to be a celebration of the people who basically made me who I am because I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for them. Yeah. And yeah. I wouldn't be someone that my significant other loved, right? At the yeah. same time. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And so, I mean, it's a bit like I can see how you're like, oh, that's a bit of a stretch. But seriously, like, then I started to think about it more. And as we were brainstorming about the show in general, right? We were talking about, oh, like, we want it to be about like a lot of different things and all these different ideas. And the, uh, the title, Everything Comes from Something, and captured what we were going for. But it kind of sparked from that idea in the back of my head talking about, you know, my future wedding, or at least to myself, you know, everyone thinks about that kind of stuff. So anyways, sorry. I was like running, I was running out of breath and also kind of being like, Oh, (laughs) we had wings before this. So we were like fat breathing. Yeah. I I feel feel (laughs) it. Fat breathing breathing and nervous. Who does, who doesn't love talking about relationships openly? Well, and also, um, um, my girlfriend listens to the show. So, um, Please continue to support. Be careful me on what Patreon. you say, <laughs> you little kid. Be careful what you say. You know what? When we're talking about relationships, it's more fun to make fun of how we completely screwed up in the past. Oh yeah. So before we talk about our undying wisdom and um, like endless experience with relationships, not we really we're not we're not. No one is a relationship expert, as far as I care, but. I would say it took a lot to get to the point of stabilization. I mean, we've been in relationships for a little while now. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that they're fairly stable. And so, you know, it took a lot of mishaps. Cameron, who was the first person you dated? The first person I dated? Yeah. Um, what, like like officially? No. Unofficial. <laughs> Let's go way back. Way, way back? Way oh, back. Oh, jeez. Well, um... I had, like, a girlfriend for, like, two days in junior high in, like, seventh grade. It didn't go so well. Um, I had another girlfriend in seventh grade as well. It also didn't go so well. 
Um, and then well, okay, you can't just sit. What do you mean it didn't go so well? Um, I was I was very awkward, and I was in seventh grade. <laughs> like what? What else do you need to know? I guess you want to hear a funny story about seventh grade. Yeah, we had a dance unit in my seventh grade class. That's cute. And that you had to pick a partner. Mm. And it was actually like a big just deal, kidding. Right? They just it was like a free for all. They were like they just kind of <laughs> threw you out, and they're like, okay, girls and guys pair up. You know. Yeah. Uh, get your partner, and I was just like, "Oh no! Like, what am I gonna do?" It was uh, m- me and my friend Bob, and did you guys dance together? <laughs> I kid you, shut up, okay? <laughs> I kid you not, dude. Like the two hottest girls in the class picked us, and I'm pretty sure they picked us because they knew that there wouldn't be any drama with us. <laughs> like I remember being like <laughs> having the sweatiest hands Gross. during those days. <laughs> because I was like, whoa. Like, of course, as a seventh grader, I was like, dude, like, I am, I must be like super cool if they picked me. But looking back, I'm like, dude, they picked the safest picks. Like, they knew they weren't going to get any trouble with us. Yeah. And they didn't have to pick, you know, they Chad. Could boss you around. They yeah, they didn't have to go pick <laughs> Chad in the corner. They were real nice, though. I remember them. They're, they're sweet. Um, but I remember just being so amped up about that. That's probably like my first experience, actually, like, Mm, be I guess like actually <laughs> this is so sad. Force <laughs> selection is like my first experience with like being partnered with someone, and yeah, it lasted yeah, yeah. like just the unit, which was like the week or something yeah. like that. Um, but I was really excited about it. Mm. I'll tell you. But my first like sort of like significant relationship was in freshman year of high school. Mm. Um, and oh lord do i remember yeah yeah well that was like around the time that we were started to that we started to hang out right yeah. um and it was it was at church uh you know so it was one church of those girls church, church relationships you know it was it was it was fine it was whatever i don't know <laughs> okay i don't want i don't want to talk bad about it i'll elaborate okay let me just say this then out loud i don't care about talking about my past i have no shame in it okay yeah Yes, I have regret. I'm not one of those no regret people, okay? But I don't have shame talking about what has made me who I am today. Yeah. Okay? So I am probably going to say some names. And if you know me personally, I want you to know from the bottom of my heart, I do not have any bad feelings towards these people at all. As a matter of fact, I'm completely, I've like honestly completely forgiven them. And that's the truth. Like I'm super happy where I'm at in my life. Yeah, for sure. And so like I don't... Um, I, th- I can think of like two people specifically uh, that I'll, I may or may not say their names on accident or go with it. But like, yeah, like I just I wanted to throw that out there just because I'm like, I almost look back and I smile on like my old self because I'm like, you're so like, you're so dumb. You know how you look back? Yeah, and you're so, like, yeah, dude, yeah, you're so sure, dumb and sure. naive. Like, I can't believe you didn't see the things in front of you. So hopefully you can learn from my mistakes while we talk about it. But you and this girl, dude. You and this girl. I gotta roast you for a second. Yeah, that's you fine. You guys were like, I was, I was a little church freshman with you, okay, and and you were my best friend. I want to hang out with you all the time at youth group. <laughs> and with this girl, you didn't care one second about me. It seemed. Yeah. You'd show up super late to group, making out in the parking lot with her, okay, <laughs> and I would be like, dude, where have you been? And you would be like, uh. You know, just late, dude. I'm like, I used to get so angry. I was like, you're not just late. I knew, I know what you're doing. Going over to 
the the playground, which became like the sanctuary for wisdom that senior year, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. But no, that is it, not a pot smoking reference either. No, it was. <laughs> no, it was. I was a freshman. I was a freshman in high school. It was, it was cool. There was a girl who was older than me who who was interested in me, and that was that was that. And that was know, a was toxic like, relationship too. It was, yeah, it was like. Yes, it it ended in a place where I was like, ugh, I I don't like I don't I didn't feel you know how like in good relationships you are like proud to show off your girlfriend, right, right. <laughs> I don't mean this in like a like a visual sense. I mean like like you're like, oh yeah, I'm in this relation. Here's my girlfriend, blah blah blah. Like that's not how I felt with this relationship. I was it was like I don't know. There's just something like weird and and devious about it in a way yeah yeah um it was that freshman fling yeah yeah i think that's what it was for you yeah exactly i didn't really have i so i didn't have an official girlfriend till was it my junior Junior year year. my junior year um but i did it was weird dude i was like switching who i liked every other week (laughs) um and uh, and it, it was cool because the youth group that we went to was like a very social youth group. Yeah. So you got to talk to a lot of people and I was just a, a dumb dreamer, I think, in a lot of ways. You you knew me better. What did you think of me like those first two years of high school? You were like you you were very into whoever you were into at the time. Like very passionate. But then that would change around. You know what I mean? Like that would the it it would be like It'd be like a couple months and then you'd be after someone else. And right. Then, you know, it was like, it just was, it was like very passionate little moments. It was almost, because people turn to me now and they're like, dude, you're like, oh, you could be a politician or something, Isaac. And just imagine being Cameron for a second. Me in high school preaching these long sermons about how in love I was with some girl <laughs> that said hi to me once. <laughs> and I also didn't think that, you know, it it didn't help my case that I was a horny teenager, and our youth group was very into hugs. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's just. Well, like... I definitely noticed it. Let me tell you that. Oh, okay? come on. I'm sorry. I just got to tell. I had to say that. <laughs> that was just. I was at. I, I mean, I was just excited. Okay, what can I say? Oh gosh. I I'm. I'll throw myself under the bus. I was an idiot. Okay, I was an idiot back then. I was excited, and I was just ready to go. So then I got my first girlfriend, junior year. Um, her name was Alexis. She was Italian, and she was a great gal. She was super cool. But the problem with that relationship was, um, basically, you know, I had this peppy attitude. I was so excited to go out with someone that I didn't even think about if I actually liked her as yeah, a person. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. That's so, that's kind of how it was with my first first girlfriend, too. I mean, it was like, it was like, oh... This is exciting. You know, it's like getting a new uh, something in the mail, you know, like a new Amazon toy or something. Yeah. You know, it's like this is this is something so exciting, but it's not it's really just kind of a weird flash in the pan sort of thing. And then you and then you settle down and you're like, well, okay, I don't actually like you. (laughs) I think what was sad is that I mixed with that excitement and that like head over heels approach. Mm hmm. It almost tricked me as well as tricking her for a lot longer than it needed to. And you and JD roast me all the time about how miserable I was the last three months of dating 
Alexis. W- which is significant. Like, it's it's a long time because you were only in that relationship for, like... Nine s- months. Nine months? It was nine months, yeah. Yeah, so, so, you know, that's like a third of the relationship that you're like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> so I was I was just going into my senior year, and I was starting to have these feelings that all this, like, goo-goo-ga-ga that I was all excited about when I first started dating her was, like, wearing off. Like, it wasn't as fresh or exciting anymore, and... It, it was strange because I kept trying to like reinvigorate that in myself. So I'd always put on a good face on the dates. I'd always be like super nice and try to be accommodating and listening all the time and whatnot. And I honestly feel so bad about it because when I broke up with her, I don't think she saw it coming at all. Mm. To a degree, I was a big deceptive liar looking back. And it, it sucked because when I hung out with you guys, you saw the real side of me being like, oh, like, I'm so sad. Like, I really, like, it. I would avoid hanging out with my girlfriend. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, wh- what kind of, re- that's like a big sign, right? <laughs> if you don't want to go hang out with but someone. That's, that's what I, that's what I was saying. Like, at the time, I was like, dude, like, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you trying to make this work when it's, when it's just not working for you? You know, like, and, and I think at, at a certain point you felt guilty breaking up with her in a sense like you were like if i break up with her it's because of something that i've been doing or like it's something that that i can fix in the future like it's something it's something about me that isn't trying hard enough to make the relationship work or it's something about you know my attitude going into these dates and i yeah. i and i was like that's maybe maybe it's a little bit of that but for the most part you're just miserable and and all that's going to do over the long term is is make you resentful about it. You know, it's going to make you like like annoyed to be with her. Yeah, so I think that 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 was probably my biggest issue with that first relationship and I feel I still wish that I was more connected with my senses and I remember that last half of my senior year I developed this attitude that was like I don't care anymore. Um because when I had finally broken up with Alexis, it was like a release of like, I had to tell her the truth, you know, like I had to tell her how I really felt and I wasn't actually doing anyone any favors waiting, you know? And in fact, you were harming her by waiting. Right. In a lot of ways. Yeah. And so the longer I waited, the worse it was getting for me and the worse it was going to be for her. And so I made the idiotic decision two days before Christmas to break up with her. <laughs> but I like I couldn't deal with it any longer. I remember you talking about sitting out outside of Starbucks and mm-hmm. staring at a rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did I you rem- ever pick up that rock? Uh I did. I swear I picked it up and left it in my truck for a while. Then that truck got destroyed by another story we're gonna tell pretty oh. soon. <laughs> <laughs> but um Yeah, I just I just felt bad because like when she's when she started obviously being upset with me on that date, I remember just being like, I just was like staring at a rock and I was just like, oh my gosh. Like I actually said how I felt. Mm, and it, and it yeah. was like liberating for me. And I just, I just feel like, I still feel terrible about the damage that I did to her. But at the same time, it was like so important for my life. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. And so, you know, like, in a way, I'm grateful 
and I hope that she wouldn't have any like resentful feelings like towards me anymore. I will say there was like two months after we were dating, there was like some drama because there's always drama. I that was another thing that drove me nuts, dude. Is after about, the about our small group. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't the the church group. It was more like. I witnessed it all throughout high school. If you went through a breakup or if something happened, literally everyone becomes a CNN news reporter. <laughs> They're like, tell me the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, suddenly, that's like, all these stories start going around. And it makes it even weirder to go to the places you're normally used to going. Right. Um, I know that there was, like, a decent chunk of people that just, like, stopped talking to me when I went to youth group. And I remember just hanging out with you, Cameron. And I was just like, I hate like all these people right now. Like I, I was like super upset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eventually I got over it. Right. Because I was like, I'm authentic. Right. I, I, mean, I don't even know if I should like, <laughs> I, I don't even know if I should be sharing all of this, but like, I, I think I want you to learn something. So I'm going to tell you the truth. Right. Um, I'm authentic. <laughs> I'm authentic, dude. I know who I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's kind of the thing, though, is, is, like, in high school, and maybe before, but, like, in high school, there's this, like, like, ramped up emotions, there's, like, ramped up feelings about things, like, it seems like nobody can just let things be as they are, you know, <laughs> you know, everyone's I mean? a little Tasmanian devil just bottled up, like, <laughs> like <laughs> ready to, like, splash yeah. the whole school or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because, like, like thinking about my past sort of like like it was a big deal when you when you liked someone you know that was like that was like the big the big thing on 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 campus that was the big news but like i don't really understand why because liking someone equated to ooh you're pretty <laughs> you know like like liking someone was 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 basically just a compliment about someone's looks at least for for guys, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's different for girls. Maybe it is, but, but like there was a, you know, like everybody goes through like what Isaac was saying. How you know you have these these like crushes throughout high school where you're you're like really intensely passionate about someone for you know three months or whatever, and then and then you move on to someone else. And at a certain point, I think it was probably after my my first relationship, I was just like. I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> you know, like I just don't I don't care about the the like rat race that that I'm trying to impress you and you know, I'm trying to 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 get on your good side because I want to, you know, I don't know. What do you even do in high school? Nothing. You go to Yeah, how do you brag about There okay, there was another thing about that first relationship that really broke it apart for me was she was going away to college and I was staying. Yeah, yeah. And she kept being like, oh, like, we'll make that decision when I leave. And I was also just kind of like, what do you mean? Because <laughs> you're going to leave. And either way, you know. Right, right. I totally right. forgot about that. But, yeah, like, I know that feeling, that liberating feeling. And it leads me to the next girl I liked. Um, Who was also very authentic. What? Who was also very authentic. <laughs> She was? Was she really? I'm being facetious. I'm just... (laughs) Can I just say, credit to my ex, Alexis. She's very, like, sarcastic and quite funny on Twitter. 
All right. She is very funny. She is really she funny is on Twitter. Funny. Um, I always feel scared to this day to like her tweets, dude. <laughs> to this day. But she's super funny. I'm not going to lie. I saw her like two months after and she like came up to me and she's like, you know, you don't have to just not talk to me. And I, and I remember being like terrified. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? She's like, we could be friends, you know, it's fine. And I was like, okay. And then that like same night later after we went and saw this movie as like a big group of friends, like she like had a bunch of passive aggressive sarcasm aimed towards me in front of a group of people. And it was so like such a raw roast. And I almost thought it was like funny at that point, but also like, wow, that was like intense in front of a group, That's you know? Funny. That's so funny. Um, that was hilarious. But that led me to um, make stupid decisions leading up to being fed up with things um, with another gal I knew. I don't even know if I should say her name. No, I don't. It's okay. Fine. I'm going to pass on the name. Um, but she was one of those girls that, like, a lot of guys liked. It, it seemed like she was playing the field really well. But she never, like, made up her mind about which guy she would want to go out with. Yeah, yeah. And what's weird is that this girl, like, I have talked to guys who have been in the same vicinity or same, like, school area. <laughs> never, Never talked to them before in my life had a full conversation and discovered, this has happened to me multiple times, discovered that they had liked this same girl <laughs> as me. I'd never met them before. And I was just like, whoa, dude, we're connected. And then I'll be like, so have you met other people like you? I've been like <laughs> destroyed by her, you know? That's so funny. And they'll be like, yeah, dude, like we're in the brotherhood now, you know? And it's like, there's like two or three guys I can think of that I met for the first time. And somehow we, we reached this like conclusion, right? Hmm. And so this girl was like very flirty on the outside, I would say. Very, yeah. very flirty. And I kind of clinged to that quickly once I had sort of like well, well there was a couple of things going on um i'm curious wait did i like this girl before you left for college or was it during college i think it was during college are you sure because we went to the dance together senior year oh you're right yeah so. dang i guess i did move on real quick yeah <laughs> so that same spring of my senior year i went um, I was like really, really pursuing her and things were looking good. Like we were starting to go hang out and get food together. And I was like paying for her food and I was like, cool, this is cool. But there was no label. Right. Yeah. And she would start to open up about things that were going on in her life. And I was like, Oh, like she's starting to trust me. Like, I can't wait to like ask her out one night. And so eventually I asked her out to this date. We got into a Valley Christian date with that. We weren't supposed to really go to, but basically like we had a friend and a girlfriend that we swapped with and came as outside dates. And this dance sucked so much <laughs> because I, I went expecting that that, that was going to be the night, like where we really hit it off. And instead this girl started dancing with other guys and I didn't see her like at all during the night. Mm. Um, evidently, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know the right word that I was looking for there. Sorry. Um, this dance happened at a nightclub in San Francisco. Yeah, which is really funny, actually. Rich about kids. It. Yeah. Rich kids. Like, they bust everybody up to San Francisco. It was kind of crazy. It yeah. was like a two-story club. Although they had, like, a super nice bar that only served soda. 
Uh, no, it was a three-story club. Yeah, I remember. It was like the top, very top floor. Yeah, I remember you got really pissed off at the. At, it was probably like the middle of the night, and like we hung out in the stairwell. Yeah, and we, were <laughs> and you were just like ranting to me the whole time. But I was I was having fun. I was already with Kiana by this point. So oh yeah, you guys look like you had a blast. Yeah, I'll never forget, dude. <laughs> I punched a brick wall in that staircase <laughs> and made my knuckles bleed because I was so upset that oh night. <laughs> I sound like an idiot, dude. I'm telling. I told. I warned you guys. I was so stupid back then. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was really upset. And then I just remember how miserable the bus ride home back was because she sat next to me on the on the ra- on the ride back, and I remember like having a million questions. I was like, "What what were you doing all night? Like, why didn't you come dance with me or hang out with me or anything like that?" And like instead, she started venting about um, just problems she was having with her family, and I was like, "Oh, like you want to talk about it or anything?" And she was just like, "No, just leave me alone." And then she started crying like a ton and i don't mean to laugh but <laughs> I, I she she just didn't want to talk and so i sat like for an hour back from san francisco just sitting on this bus full of high schoolers making out that was the loudest makeout bus in the world <laughs> okay that yeah and there were some other people that i had liked on that bus that were making out as well like right behind me <laughs> Including you, Cameron. You yeah, were behind me making out as well. Yeah, whatever. That that was a miserable dance. That probably had to be the worst dance I had ever been to. Was that the worst date you've ever been on? No. I'm going to tell you about it. Okay, and it was, okay, for okay. some stupid reason, I had not given up on this girl oh, who I know. didn't dance yeah, with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So I went through this experience like two weeks after with her where I would say, hey, like, are you free to meet up? And she'd be, and so I'd go to this place to meet up with her. She said, yeah, like totally I can make it. And then she'd text me, oh, I can't make it. And this happened. She canceled on me like three times. Two of the times I had went to the places and sat alone, which is just (sighs) degrading, dude. Oh, man. The fourth time. Why'd you keep, why'd you keep going? I told you I was an idiot, dude. (laughs) The fourth time I was like, dude, I just got to prove, you know, I just got to prove myself to her. The fourth time I was like, let's go get crepes. I'll never forget this. <laughs> I drove up to her house in Willow Glen right on time. Okay. And I knocked on the door. There were no other cars there and no one answered. And so I just went, like, I rang the doorbell. I knocked a couple more times. I looked like I was like casing the house, dude. I walked <laughs> left and right. Then I gave her a call and I texted her a bunch of times. I waited outside that house for like legit an hour oh. in the back of my truck. My favorite truck. I, Dude, I had the sickest white Ford Ranger. I miss that thing with all my heart. It is. It was awesome, okay? My dad got another small white truck. Not the same. Not even close to the same, dude. Mm-hmm. That Ranger was beautiful, okay? So it got to the point where I was so fed up. I was like, you know what? I'm freaking hungry. I'm going to go get crepes. By myself. By my freaking self, dude. (laughs) So I got in my truck. I started driving. And I started going towards Willow Glen, downtown Willow Glen. I think what happened... Yeah, so I was going to Willow Glen. And then I was like, dude, I'm not going to waste money on crepes on my own. I'm just going to go home, make myself an egg. So I turn around from Willow Glen. And I start driving. I think I stopped on a road called Lincoln. I could be wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. 
or I am on Link. I was on Lincoln. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I was on Lincoln. And I stopped at this light, and I remember I was listening to this song called "Timepiece" by Lecrae, which is a song about. It's kind of a weird, like it's super. It's a super dark rap song, um, about how like you're obsessively chasing money and fame at the same time and like god's watching you but you're still doing it like it's like this weird like mix of of those concepts of like living a double life but there's a big eye watching you down from the sky and whatnot um yeah and so it's a pretty dark and moody song dude and like i'm sitting in this ford ranger i look up into my rear view mirror i kid you not there's a black truck three times the size (laughs) as my ford ranger it's like I have like a 150. That one was like the 350. It's like the small. Yeah, your your old truck was like small and it only had three seats yeah, in the front. Yeah, real small. Yeah. And then this monster behind me is coming like full speed at me, which full speed was like probably like 40 miles an hour. Yeah. 40, 45. But still, I mean, you're stopped. You're stopped. I was completely stopped. stopped, dude. Yeah. And I just remember looking up in my rear view mirror. I didn't panic at all. I was just like, oh, like, this is going to happen. I was like, there's no way he's not stopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I'm listening to that song. Like, I swear, if you've ever been to a, in a crash and you've seen it coming before, it's like slow motion, dude. Those mm. are like the longest two seconds of my life, I feel like. And I look forward and the airbag goes off. I basically got sandwiched in between two cars. Mm. And that was the date where I was like, I hate this woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that sounds terrible. Hate is a strong word, but I was like, I hate this woman. Like, that, that was totally screwed up. There was a cool moment. When the airbag goes off, it's all white. And then there was a super loud, high-pitched sound in my ear. Like I'd been flashbanged. <laughs> exactly like Call of Duty, dude. Exactly like Call of Duty. And I, I kid you not, I got out of the car... Um, I don't know how long I sat in there. My leg was like bleeding and I had like a concussion. So I got out of the car and I was like super dizzy. The family in front of me was like stumbling out of the car. The guy in the truck behind me was still in his car. So I was like, oh shoot, I got to go check on him. So like I stumble, like I'm holding, dude, if I wasn't driving a truck, like I don't know what would have happened because my truck bed became a mountain. Like it was scrunched. That truck was gone, dude. Um, I went back to the other truck driver and I was like, are you okay? Like I like yelled super loud. Right. And he gave me a thumbs up and I was like, this is crazy, dude. This is like a movie scene. <laughs> like I remember yelling that super loud and he looked at me like, what is this guy on dude? And then I just remember sitting on the curb for a long time. Mm. And then my mom bought me Lavex afterwards. She picked me up. She, bought, she was freaking out. I remember calling her. I was like, don't freak out. And she was like, what? What happened? What I was like, don't freak out. I just, you know, got in a little crash and little crash. I just needed to come. Dude, she like freaked out when she saw my truck. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then later on, like that that event gave me a super pessimistic look on like day like soul searching. Imagine if you just cut if you just like cut it after three. I know. You know. Would have still had the Ranger, dude. Good old Ranger. It's too bad. It was so fun sitting in the back of that truck and like blasting music out the back. Mm. That was like my favorite thing because we used to just hang out late at night. Yeah, sitting yeah. in the back of that truck. Well, both of us had trucks, 
And so after like, and I hate country music. Let me put it out there. <laughs> I'm not into that. I'm talking about like some deep techno. But we would like hang out after, like during the summer and stuff. Yeah. We would hang out after uh, youth group and just like sit sit in our trucks, and I don't know, hang out with hang out with people. I That's know. where all the rumors started flying. Yeah, I I feel. I don't know. I feel bad for taking up a large chunk of the show because we're at 43 minutes. Oh, I just dang. feel like I feel like that story is so like. Let's just keep intense. going. I want to keep going. Yeah. We'll probably cut. We probably won't have a post show this episode. No, let's. Yeah, we'll just because we got we got a lot of stuff to get through. Yeah, for sure. But that really started my disdain for the search. Right. Mm. I remember just thinking like, "Hate girls." I don't. I don't care. I was like, "I'm. I like being single." And that this was probably like around the time. This was after I had left. Yeah, for sure. That, that crash happened after the dance happened before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was kind of like off and on, strung up on this same girl. That same girl I met up with later, and I feel bad. I, I like because I haven't said her name. I'm gonna say it anyways. Um, but I feel bad. We went on this hike, and I just couldn't care less about her. Mm. And she was giving me all like the right moves lined up. Like there was this moment where she leaned up against me up on this like on this park bench and I like could have put my arm around her and I was just like, I don't care. I don't want to. And it sounds terrible, dude. But like I remember she was like crying about how like she was like, I'm crazy and they're gonna lock me up into a psych hospital. Jeez. I'm I'm really glad that you didn't <laughs> Yeah. And I was just like her. I looked at her and I was like, You're not crazy. They're not going to lock you up in a psych hospital. Just relax. Like, and... <laughs> cool and, as a cucumber. <laughs> and, I mean, maybe that's what she needed to hear at the time. I don't know. Um, I know that she's doing well now, so I'm I'm happy for her. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I just... Yeah, dude, I, got, I had a ton of disdain before I met Juliana. Yeah. Um, Let's get into our current relationship. No. Oh. You're really... Well, I guess we... Wheeling I, and dealing. I was trying to get, like... I was trying to get sort of a timeline going, but we didn't talk. I guess we are getting into your current relationship because yeah, you've yeah, been with Keanu for, sure. for so long. So when did when did you first meet her? Like what happened with that? Well, so oh, I guess we first started hanging out like freshman year of high school. Um, I didn't like her obviously because I was hanging out with this other girl. Um, but we, I had like split off from one of my friend groups and gone sat by myself basically uh not by myself it was like i took i took like a couple of my friends we had done um i like to describe it as mitosis you know where um cells split off because they grow too large so they like they like gain too many splits and then they they just like separate you know um and so that that's kind of what happened to the group was like people had just been like gathering around and like the the circle was getting so big it was ridiculous and it started making two circles yeah um and so i i at one point i was just like can we just leave can we just go sit somewhere else like this is ridiculous right right um and so i took some of my good friends um and that was like the friend group that i had like all throughout high school um and so it was and kiana had come over because she was friends with you know another one of the people in the group yeah um and she liked uh, a a person who had also come uh, in the group at that time so she was like really into this guy um who was a part of our friend group um and and yeah and so he he ended up leaving and then coming back and so you know things didn't work out with her um but but what was 
funny was we started like actually talking talking after i don't want to air too much of her dirty laundry i guess but we started talking talking after she was in like kind of a weird relationship that i was like what what are you doing <laughs> cameron, <laughs> okay so cameron was infamous in high school for being like a wise man i, I no, i would say cruel but whatever you're right but people, I people would strangely confined in their personal issues with you. Yeah, yeah. I remember true. being a little jealous until it started happening to me. Because mm-hmm. uh, now, when I work for a church, people just start telling me things, and I'm like, I wish that I didn't wish for this. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That that's basically how I felt in high school. Because I was like, I was like, everybody's telling me all of their all of their junk, and and I'm just gonna tell it straight. Like I don't have time. To, to like pretend with people <laughs> so that, on the next episode of Shark Tank that that was basically my attitude was like was like I I am not gonna listen to you for for hours and hours and hours I'm gonna tell you what you need to hear and it's gonna be really brutal but I, I don't think really that's care what people liked about you though yeah I think that's I what I liked so. about you always yeah because I was like yeah and and you you had that same experience but just on the other side you were the one you were one of the ones telling me all these things. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, I, I was always like, I was always like Isaac. Just this is what you should do. I know you don't want to hear it, but this is, uh, you're messing up. You're yeah. messing up right now. And you so, never, you never really like led me astray, though. Well, I'm glad. I, I, I would hope not. There but. was only one time where you doubted me, and you were like, I don't think so, Isaac. I doubted you. When I was mean? with my current girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I've never been so confident in my life because I hated everyone. Hmm. So it was like I met her and within like the first two weeks of meeting her, it was like really quick. I was just like, dude, I love her. Yeah, I think that's probably why. <laughs> because it was, it was quick. It, it was, was just quick. like all the other ones. Yeah, but exactly, there was something exactly. different in me and you're like, dude, you sound the same. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're going to screw yourself up. And I was like, not this time. Well, I remember I shook, on a, I shook on a bet with you. You never paid for it. What? <laughs> I was like, at least a year. I will date her for at least a year. Really? Yeah. What? What was the? It bet? was like twenty-five bucks. Dang. Well. So pay up now. We're right now. And now we're business partners. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so basically, like she was telling me things, and I was like, you know, I did the thing. Well, first of all, our first interactions with each other was I was really mean to her best friend because that was just my shtick. Was I was mean to a lot of people, but isn't that just your stick? People still? knew me, and I was mean to them, so now people like me. <laughs> yeah, no, and but the I people was... that don't stick around, you don't think about them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was really mean to her best friend Anne, who I love. Yeah. Anne is the best. She's so she's so nice, and I I wish I wasn't mean to her in the beginning, but you know it it, it is what it is. Um. So so I was like I was really mean to to Anne, and so Kiana was just like, "Who's this annoying guy, who's really mean to Anne? Why is he mean to Anne?" <laughs> she didn't get it. She didn't get the shtick, dude. Because Kiana is like one of the nicest people I think I've ever met. I yeah I I mean I agree. Um, but but basically we like we started talking and we were like, she was in this you know weird other relationship and I was like I was like. This is obviously not going to go well for you. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's just not going to work out. Sorry. And so she, um, you know, things things ended up going poorly in that realm, obviously. But Did she listen to you? Yeah, she did. 
yeah and that that's why i think she started to to like trust me more um but then i remember i actually remember very distinctly the first time that um that i was like attracted to kiana and it's it's really it's kind of a funny story no i know what you're gonna um, say we were she was in um strings um she she was like in a in like one of the big isn't that called like a quartet no 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 she wasn't in a quartet she played harp orchestra uh, yes she was there in the go. orchestra and um the conservatory at our school had like a Christmas concert every year. I know you're going to say rich kids, whatever. We had a Christmas concert every year at the California the conservatory. theater. <laughs> at the California theater. And all, all the general diff- mustard. Shut up. <laughs> with the, the violin. <laughs> in the conservatory. So all the, at Valley Christian high school, all the different bands would, would, um, would get together and they would play, you know, Christmas songs and whatnot. It was fun. Um, you but I know a random fact. Yeah, sure. The lead worship pastor at my church is the lead singer of I Am Empire, and I also played a gig with him at Valley Christian. So wow! Suck it. Nice. Good job. Good for you, Isaac. <laughs> oh yeah, we made it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so basically, it was. I think it was sophomore year. Right. Um, at the Christmas concert. And we had like been, we'd, we'd been talking, we'd been hanging out, whatever. Um, and that was around the time where me and my friend group started to get really close. Um, cause I hadn't had like a group of friends before that in high school. That was just those two homeless guys that you hang out with on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It was basically just like we would hang out during lunch in high school. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like school friends, but like we would, we, in sophomore year, we started like hanging out outside of school, right, right? And that was a big, it was a big change. It was a big revelation. Um, and so she, you know, she always, she's always very well presentable. She's mm-hmm. always like, she presents herself very nicely. Uh, and she's Kiana very, is she's a very professional. polite. Yes, she's a professional. She yeah, is a professional. Exactly. She's very polite. She's very. Um, <clears throat> she keeps she keeps a straight face. She keeps it close to her, the the cards co- close to her chest. Smart, um, very smart. And so we get into this elevator. We we're, we're going. She's taking up her harp. Uh, you know, I'm just helping her helping her out. Um, because I think I had, my set was done. And so we get into this elevator. And as soon as the doors close, her face just like totally changes, and she starts like cussing out one of the other band members. Oh my gosh! And so she just like she just got like really really angry. Started cussing out this other band member, and then. And then the doors opened, and and she puts on the nice face again, and she rolls out the wait, harp. Wait, 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 wait. is out a band member that was there? No, no, no. Not in the elevator. Oh, she was, like, venting to you. Yes, yes. Oh, that would have been even weirder. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, the no, moment no. I found her attractive is when she tore to shreds some innocent <laughs> high school kid no, who no, didn't no. perform it was correctly. Like, it was like she, she was... She confided in you some ventilation of yeah, frustration. But it was like... What was what was really amazing to me was like, and then she just like rolled out. She she had, you know, professional face again, and she was she was back. Right. Like she just needed that like ten seconds of the elevator time. And what was amazing to me was like that was that was like really what she was feeling. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was like super. It was super authentic. It was very like that was very raw, real Kiana, and and I was like wow like that's 
okay, you know, you're likey, <laughs> you know, and, and so and so, you know, that was the first time that I was like, oh wow, that was, that was attractive. That yeah. was very attractive. Um, I think it, I think it had something to do with the like how authentic she she actually was in that moment, like how very real she was with me. Um, that's I think that's sort of the same reason that. I started to like Juliana mm. because I really didn't like people that weren't super real. Yeah. And I it, I feel bad for Jules because I kind of was so fed up that I just told her everything about me right away. <laughs> and that it was so, I she has told me it was so much information that she didn't really know how to take it. So she just smiled and was like, Oh, that's nice. You know? Um, but she said like, it really meant a lot when it was true. Mm. You know what I mean? And then at the same time, she was like, it was also jarring to find out when it was true as well. You know? Um, when she was like, Oh, you weren't kidding about that. Were you, you know? And like, we've had to work through some of that as well. Cause everybody's got their junk. Right. But it was just cool for me like myself to be able to just say, Hey, this is like who I am. That's the truth. And she didn't leave. And I was like, not bad, not bad. Funny story with Jules is that I was supposed to be set up with her by her sister, but uh, her and her, her sister and I don't really get along too well. It, it, now we do after, mm. oh, you know, two, two, three years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we're finally a lot closer, but there was like some drama going on with uh, her sister and I, and, she was like, Hey, like you, maybe you'll like meet, um, my sister at this hangout that we were doing. Right. And I'm the first time I met Jules, I was like, she's kind of annoying because she was still in <laughs> high school. She was still in high school and she was like yeah. more nervous. But I remember sitting kind of close to her on one of those in and out benches. You know how they're only like two seaters. Sure. I was like, yeah. okay, like, you know, butts touching, you know, like, <laughs> um, but I didn't like the, I, the barrier to entry for you was physical touch. <laughs> but, you know, like I was I just wasn't too fond of it until she invited me to her album release party, which was freaking awesome, mm-hmm. by the way. And I went to that party feeling super out of my comfort zone. Like I didn't know anyone there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, when you're excited about someone, you kind of stalk them on social media. <laughs> So I had followed her back on Instagram and she put a story up of her like preparing, like she was playing her guitar. Like it was like a little gift thing. And I, I just remember being like, dang, like she's really beautiful. And then when I got there, like she, like for a long time, I couldn't find her because it was her album release party. She had a lot yeah. of investors. Yeah. yeah. So she had to make the rounds. But like the second she saw me, she like grabbed my arm and she was like, dude, I got to show you everything around this place. Hmm. Like I'm super, like she lit up. She was like, I'm so excited you're here. And I was like, that was the night that I was like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to go out with her. Mm. And I saw her perform and she was like magical. I still think she's magical to this day, Mm. even though she doesn't believe it. Yeah. Sometimes that's always fun when she comes off stage and she's like, that was just terrible. And I was like, yeah, you don't know. (laughs) People don't even know like when you're performing, you know? Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Like I just get excited even thinking about it. There's a moment. There's like a, li- a little light bulb for us dumb guys, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's like a, it's like a, this like epiphany. It's it's a it's a aha. Yeah. Um, especially when it's something that's not just based on like 
you're pretty, you know, mm-hmm. like something that's not just based on sort of how someone, how someone looks or how someone presents themselves. Yeah. Um, and that's why it was so impactful in my relationship that, that it was like, well, okay. So I'll, I'll fast forward a little bit. So junior year, we, um, she asks me to, to Sadie's, you know, it's just like, it's just, it was just a friend thing. Yeah. And then we, we started, we started to dance and we started to hang out. We had gotten dinner before and that we had, you know, we connected, we, we talked and, you know, it was, it was good. And so that night I was like, I was like, okay, well, I like her, but like, what's the, what's the deal? I'm going to test it. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's, what's the deal? She asked me out cause she's interested obviously, but right. like, but like what? What's up? Oh my god! What's going on? Yeah, I do you remember tell- this? No, I. But I got to tell my first date story okay, too because okay. it's similar. It's weird how similar it is. So, so we were, you know, we were dancing, and on, on during the slow dance, um, she she kissed me on the cheek, and and I I said, and I quote, <laughs> no, um, no, save us. I said, give me a real kiss, <laughs> and then I tried to kiss her, and then she turned her head. And and then she we we left the dance floor and she went into the bathroom for like ten minutes. <laughs> oh, I swear this is this is a true story. Um, How'd you feel? Oh, I was like, I, I was... game over, man. Yeah, I was. You know, um, you know, in Mario Kart, how there's the the there's the turtle, the turtle. Where guy, is this going? Where is this going? And then there's the 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 just skeleton turtle guy dry bones <laughs> yeah i was that <laughs> outside, outside i was that outside of the dance floor i was just sitting on a couch in the conservatory being like well this and you're is sitting me. there and you said dry bones <laughs> in the conservatory <laughs> with the kiss yeah that's basically what it was and my so, first date was way better than that like, well, like no, no no hold on hold on hold on it, oh. get, it gets good it gets good so then she comes <laughs> and it out ended there <laughs> she comes out and i think at that point she was like she was like oh gosh i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> do i like him do i not like him whatever you know and so you know we danced for a little it was like near the end of the night yeah um and so we're walking out to 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 leave and she pulls me aside and and that's where we kiss and so then like 3 days later so so at at that point i was like yes score of course <laughs> you know and and then 3 days later i was like okay well what's what's the deal here like what's what's going on and i think i think i had talked to you um the day before so it was like it was like friday we had gone on Sadie's. Um, Saturday, Saturday, I was just like, wow. Wow. Um, I'm high, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday, Sunday we had talked and I was like, I think I really like this girl. And, and we kind of made out. (laughs) So I think I got to make a decision. I do remember you telling me that. And I remember you telling me that you made out with her, which it was probably only like 10 seconds of kissing. Yeah. And. Gotcha, dude. Destroyed. All right. I just, <laughs> but I remember you telling me making out, and I was like, "Why would you do that?" Like on a first date. Like I remember like judging you hard. I was yeah. Like, Stop. And I was like, "Well, I don't know. I don't know what it is." You know, like, well, and my, my the thing was, we were just 
we were still friends. We were part of the same friend group. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to like ruin my friendship with her or if it's going to be like no big deal or if it's going to start something new. And the problem was I had known that she like her parents didn't really want want her to date in high school. They were, you know, they they were just like they were protective. They didn't want they didn't want a weirdo guy coming around uh, being weird. You know what I mean? So they, so, so I was like, I mean, high school boys are pretty stupid. Yes. So I don't really blame them. I don't blame them either. Um, so you went to their house and knocked and said, Hey, I don't blame you guys either. <laughs> no, I'm no. Cameron, so, the skeptic and the critic. So, so I, you know, so we, I had talked to you and you were like, well, you gotta, you gotta sack up, you know, basically is what you said. You gotta like. If you like this girl, you gotta stop leading her on. And if you don't like this girl, you gotta you gotta tell her. You Dang, know? Isaac was smart back then. Um, oh wait. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's probably the the right thing to do. And so that next day, I was like, okay, what's what's the deal? What's the deal here? What's going on? Like, what's what are we doing? You just make yourself out to be so cool, Cameron. I was. I was pretty. Oh. I was pretty pretty awesome. No, I was really cringy. Um, but then you know. I got on her mom's good side, and that was that was the best. That was the best thing I could have done. Nice. It was like it was like you, the mom approves. That means it's okay. <laughs> and so, like that junior year, it was really weird too because we were like we were going on dates, but like we neither of us had cars. So your parents had to drive you. Yeah, which that basically sucked. meant we were we would like hang out for a little while after school, and then. And then her, and then her mom would come and pick us both up and then drive me home. Right. That was like the extent of our day. And then Friday we would like go grab dinner or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then senior year it was much more freeing because we both had cars and we could we could like actually see each other. And and at that time we had been dating for like a year. So so it was basically like like our parents, you know, my parents knew her. Uh, her parents knew me, and so they were cool with us hanging out outside of school, which is kind of weird to think about, actually. I don't know if I'd let my 17-year-old kid uh, hang out with a girl outside of school. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But I think they trusted us because we were... we had. You guys were good kids. Yeah, we were good kids. I hope I have good kids, too. Yeah. I hope... Dude, yeah. I'm so scared of having bad kids, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, it is. I'm, like, terrified of that. We could get there later, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, happy Valentine's Day, episode 387. Um, this is the one about the bad kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, quick, but, quick, quick thing. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about my first. Okay, Like, first it. official, like, yeah, this is what's going on here. Do it, do it. So my what's going on here moment happened after like kind of an official first date. It was like a date that wasn't a date and nobody said it was a date, but it was me and her dressing up nice going to a dinner place. Sure. Sounds like a date to me. I knew this guy named Josh and he totally screwed me over, but also made the funniest first date story of my life. Okay. Juliana. We had hung out at her album release party. We had also went up to this hill 
to hang out. I asked her if she wanted to get chips and guac. So I was like, I'm so cool, dude. Lavix is legit. <laughs> and so like I took her to get like chips and guac and we just talked on this hill for a while. And after that, I was like, let's get dinner sometime. So it was a Friday night and I was like, dude, I'm going to take you to the best pho place I ever knew. AKA the pho place that this guy Josh told me about on Thursday, mm-hmm. the night before. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, Josh was a guy that worked at the church and I trusted him because he taught me a little bit about my sound design stuff. And Josh was like, dude, the best pho place. You got to take her there. It's called Fuck Him Long. Yeah. That's the name of the restaurant. <laughs> Fuck Him Long. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, this is the best idea ever. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to take her to this awesome restaurant and it's going to be great pho and it's kind of funny, right? <laughs> and so like I took her there and she's like, what is this place? And it was not that good. Aww. And two, like two or three months later, I talked to Josh. I was like, dude, so I went to that place and he was like, oh, like that's so funny. It was a joke, dude. I'm just <laughs> kidding. And I was like, no, like I took her there for my first date. And he was like, what? You did What? <laughs> Like, he freaked out. Uh, it was, like, super... It That's was really so funny. funny. The restaurant was okay. It wasn't that good. It had good Yelp reviews, though. Mm. I don't know. Fuzz like, a hit or miss with me. I you love know? Um, But then we got lost at this mall that was a big donut. Valco? No. Oh, oh, that was a different date. So. It was a big donut. I think it was near the Dave & Buster's. And we just walked around that for a little bit. Mm. And then... That was it, I think. Um... Like, we just talked the whole time, and, and when we drove back, I remember pulling onto her street, and I was like, hey, like, I thought this went really well, and I think the real question is, is this a date? And she's like, yeah, like, I told all my friends it was a date, and I was like, cool, because that's kind of how I described it, too, and I was like, I like you, I want to keep going out with you. Like, I just told her, like, right away. Nice. And she's like, I, I like you, too, and <laughs> I want to keep... Like, she's... Jules is someone who's a little indecisive, and she's had to, like, work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the amount of times that I've said things to her that are like really intense and to the point, she didn't believe me cause she had like a lot of bad experiences with guys. Yeah. Um, so she like kind of had like some trust issues with that stuff, but it's just funny to think back like how upfront I was because of my bitterness from past relationships. I mean, that's, that's like a good quality though. Like being, being to the point and being like, don't, don't mess. Like I'm not playing games. Either you're in it or you're not in it, you know? And I think it's intense for some people, but... Um, immature people. Yeah, Im- immature people, but she stuck with it. She stuck with me through it because yeah. she was kind of unsure. There's a couple of times where I was like, oh, she's going to break up with me, like within the first year. But now she looks back, I hope, you know? And at least from what she's expressed to me, she's like, dude, like, I look back and you're just foundational. You know, like there's just someone I can rely on hmm. and you always say it how it is. Right. And sometimes that's really mean. Like three weeks ago, or two a week ago when she was showing me one of her songs and I was like, that guitar sounds horrible. Like I said that to her <laughs> and she was like, okay, like I get you're getting to the point, but let's be a little bit nicer when you're listening to my music. Isaac, I was like, uh. I was like, sorry, I'm just trying to like help it improve. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, it's not the best quality to have. I warn. No, I, I think it, I think it's actually very useful it's a very useful thing to just be blunt and to the point i think well i think it's helped and i think that's something that i want our listeners to take away from this episode is if you have any sort of relationship 
you don't have to be blunt or an a-hole like Cameron and I, okay? <laughs> I think that's just partly yes. in our attitudes, right? But being clear and, like, communicating the truth is, like, so valuable, and it saves you such a headache. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is, like, I think you're right that it saves you a headache, even though when you do it successful, say you are always honest and you're successful at that 100% of the time, it's, it will seem like you're doing the wrong thing, right? You know what I mean? Like, it'll seem like, man, we're having so many hard conversations or, man, like, that, w- that was something really hard that we had to deal with. And so it'll seem like you're going through through a certain amount of hardship, but in the long run and and compared to compared to the other thing, which is what you were doing before with with Alexis, compared to leading someone along and and putting on the nice face and and you know going about your your daily business and then at a certain point just saying, nope, I'm tired of this. This is it. You know, it's it's so much easier to 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 bring that up when it bubbles to the surface, when it like when it like actually happens, when it's actually something in you. So it it makes a lot of conversations a lot easier because then you it's just like I mean, I think there's still hard conversations. It's like reading the instructions before putting together yeah. an IKEA piece of furniture. Yeah. Like if you read them beforehand, you're not going to be shocked. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to be shocked, right? You know where that little couch is coming from. Yeah. And so it's not as hard to tackle the issues. That's like the easiest way I can put it. And I'm being 100% serious, even though it's a weird like analogy. I No, I think that makes sense. So Even, even though there there will be times where you, you're like, oh man, I'm kind of confused how this is going to go in this. Or I'm confused what is what's going to happen next. You know, if you've read it, you have the, the, the general game plan. If you're honest, you have... You have the the hundred percent authentic take on on what the other person is thinking, even if it's uncomfortable sometimes, even if it's like not what you really want to hear all the time, but it's it's still it it's the it's the way it has to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's better than the alternative. Well, I think you're just setting yourself up for success. Yeah, and that's pretty valuable. Even like. The reason I keep drawing it back to other things besides romantic relationships is that it helps in the workplace, too. Yeah, totally. Like, it helps in friendships, right? I'll never forget, because I I sat down with you, like, a year after you went away to college. I don't know if I've said this before, but I was, like, super disconnected from you since, like, we had hung out all the time in high school, and then you were gone. And I was just like, dude, I got to talk to Cameron just telling the truth. I'm like, I hanging out with you is weird. Mm. Coming down to see you in San Francisco every two months is, like, We'd have times where we'd be hanging out like old times and then other times where it'd be super awkward. And I remember there was one time I hung out with you where I was like, hey, I'm just going to go. <laughs> and it, like, it wasn't that I was upset at you. I was just like, it just doesn't feel right. And I remember we got coffee like a month later and I sat down. I was like, dude, like, I don't want to lose this friendship. And so this is how I'm feeling. And it wasn't like weird. You were just kind of like, yeah, like I kind of get that. Like the distance is strange. Like, um, and it's funny thinking back because we always talked about, well, we got to do something creative together. Like, we got to make something together. I think that's going to help our friendship. Um, and I think it has, like, even the show, but even that, like, early stages of discussing that led to something bigger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, communication. Totally. Super key. That's, like, that's like number one key. I want to talk about some, some of the, like, some of the bad things. Not bad things, but, like, I want to talk about some of the 
I guess like rough patches or like lessons that you've learned in yeah. relationships. Well, I'll, I'll never forget the time. Or that... your, not, not your relationships, your relationship with Jules. Right, right. Uh, I'll never forget the time that you ruined my prom asking. Oh, that was fun. That was in the first year of dating her. Was Cam- it? Cameron did. Oh, yeah. It had to huge, be. I, I had to. Oh, jeez. Jules, I love you. But I was totally done with high school dances after high school. <laughs> no, and after I still that had to, one. I, after that one high school yeah, dance. Yeah, and so I had to go back to other ones with Jules, yeah. uh, including her senior prom. Like that was a big thing for her, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin that, like, for her. So I'm on the verge of a burp. Good lord, we don't edit this show if you can't tell. Uh, very, very lightly edited. Mm. Uh, only when Cameron swears, yeah, um, which was like once. Okay. Uh, what was I saying? Right. You ruined my prom asking, but then again, you totally helped me at okay. the same time. I, I, I asked you Cameron, say You say I ruined it, but I had to do like five things in like succession that had to like link up with each other and then all go well. We were at Strawberry Hill in San Francisco and to find parking, you have to drive around that little hill and river. And I didn't tell Jules that I was going to put together anything to ask her to prom but being a high school girl, she was like, you need to, like, ask me. <laughs> like, you need to ask, Like, it's got to be ready for the social. Thank God. She has, like, changed so much. Um, but <laughs> she's like, it's got to be ready. Uh, and so I was like, oh, like, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to do anything. But I was like, secretly, like, yes, Cameron, you're going to save my butt. Right you're going to help me. So I was like, Cameron, buy flowers. Cameron, get the camera ready. Get all this stuff ready. You're going to do it. You're going to bring this poster for me. I give you all this extra stuff in advance. Blah, 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 blah. There was I'm like five sure, steps. Dude, I'm pretty sure steps. I met up with you outside of a place that I was with Jules at. Yeah, you did. Yeah, to give you materials. Yes. For a specific, like, it was like the poster for it or something. Everything was going so well. Until we were driving around Strawberry Hill and Cameron is romping around on the other side of... No, I'm rushing to get up to Strawberry Hill. So Cameron's running (laughs) to get on top of Strawberry Hill. I see Cameron (laughs) while I'm driving my car. Well, because at this point... Across the river, I was like, you're holding flowers and a sign. And I was like, good Lord. No, no, wait, wait, hold on. Let's back up. Let's back up. So we had met up. You were like, oh, we're going to hang, we're going to hang, me and Jules are going to hang for the day. Like, come grab coffee with us, and then we'll, like, sneak out, and, and I'll hand you off the thing. I think that's what happened. Oh, okay. And then, and so I was like, okay, yeah, that, that's fine. And then, and then I was like, you were like, we're going to hang out in the Haight-Ashbury. I have a car. You don't. So you're going to have to bus with flowers <laughs> and a poster. You're such a mean friend. From Haight-Ashbury to, to Strawberry Hill. And then, and then I was like, okay, but I'm just going to warn you. That's going to take like 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, I remember this. And I was like, I was like, you have to stall. Dude, that we sat in that parking lot and I just asked her like really hard questions. Really? <laughs> I asked her like, at first she was like going on something and I was like, like, where do you think you're going in life? <laughs> like I asked her like questions like that. And she was like, I'm just going to tell you my heart right now. Like she like totally like. It was a great conversation, but I just remember like trying not to laugh. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh yeah, just keep going." It's like at that at that time, I was like, "I was like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna get to Strawberry Hill before they get there?" And so I almost you were circling around parking, and I was walking up because there's like this big like asphalt road that you have to walk up. Yeah, and yeah. so I was walking up. And and apparently you saw me. Oh, dude, that was so funny. Like I saw you and I was like, no, 
Like, I was like, there's no way she's gonna know it's Cameron. <laughs> like I, she like turns and she's like, is that Cameron? And I was like, how did you even see him? He's like in between bushes. And she's like, what is Cameron doing here? And then she sees like the flowers and the poster. And I'm like, I just, I'm, I'm gonna go drown myself in the, in the river. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. It was really funny. No, it's funny. Um, I have this jar behind you under my bed of little notes that Jules wrote me about memories that we've had together for our first year. You know what's funny? I have a manila folder in my desk. (laughs) So, no, I got, like, all this stuff that she's given me over, like, all the time. So I can embarrass her in the future, right? But in this jar of memories, there is one that's folded up that says, Cameron ruining the prom masking the first year we went out like that's like literally one of the memories <laughs> so, so it's super yeah it's super funny anyways rough patches i've been going out for three years you've been going out for five mm-hmm. it's not all fun and games no it's sometimes you gotta get down and fight in the mud <laughs> well let's hope not tough mudder status that kind of sounds fun though that would be fun <laughs> you know okay i don't know about you but sometimes I don't I don't know how to say this without sounding weird. Okay, just say But it. I'm going to try. Like, you ever, like, cuddling with your significant other, or you're, like, doing something, or you're, like, you're trying to be nice, and you're, like, you ever try to, like, sweep her off her feet or something? Yeah, and it's always awkward. She's always like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, it's basically like You every say time. fighting in the mud would be fun. The amount of time, every time I'm successful with like picking up Jules and making it be romantic, I'm just like, dude, I'm the champ. But like the ratio is quite small mm. to the amount of times I picked her up and she's like, ah, like <laughs> I'll never forget, dude. The second year we dated, she got this like upper ear ring, ear piercing mm. and that thing like grew some sort of growth on it Ew. and it was highly like sensitive. Gross. Think about it. You're kissing someone like... Any slight yeah, tug on her hair. Yep. Yeah. Dude, she would scream bloody murder. And she'd get so mad at me. And I'm like, take that thing out of your ear. <laughs> it's ruining everything. <laughs> but, That's, yeah. No, I, I I totally know what you mean. Um, I think some of the things that come to mind is like, there were a lot of times where we had to have like really... Um, bad conversations like there were times early on in our relationship where we had to like fight really poorly in order to learn how to fight well um and and i would say the fighting well at this point is not even really fighting it's like trying to solve a problem together yeah um because early on it was it was fighting it was like it was like you have this this idea or you have this this thing that is is really bothering you and here's why here's why i'm right and you're wrong you know what i mean like that's Mm. how it was at the beginning and and it was really unhealthy in a lot of ways because we um we just we just didn't know how to do it right you know what i mean like we just didn't know how to fight in a way that was constructive to the relationship. It was always fighting because we had like a certain amount of ego or we had something that we were um, unwilling to give up or we had something that we we weren't willing to, to compromise and realize that we were on the same team. You know what I mean? Like it was always, it was always, 
against each other when we were fighting early on. And now coming to real, I mean, we've still had those fights, like even maybe a year and a half ago. Like we still had some of those fights of like, it's really, really bitter and it's really like angry at each other. Um, but I think, I think through the years we've really learned that it's not, when you're fighting with your significant other, it shouldn't be, um, it shouldn't be a fight. You know what I mean? It should be, it should be an exercise. It should be like, this is a problem in our relationship that we need to solve. And it's something that we are, we have to be on the same page with each other as, you know, it's, it's something that we have to figure out together because at this point we're, we, we can't afford to be stubborn. You know, I think one of the coolest feelings if you've dated someone for a long time or if you if you've already got hitched, right, is that feeling of being like, dude, we're a good team. Yeah, that's like my favorite part about going out with Jules currently is that I think that we are just one killer team hmm. and um, it, it could it could apply to so many different different things. I never really had a problem with fighting. Not not to say that we wouldn't have disagreements, but I tried to establish early on that it's like I'm on your side. Mm. Like that's yeah. that's something that I really uh, I don't know, like that's something I wanted to build up from the start, you know? But did you ever have moments where it was like what you're saying is wrong and I disagree with you. And like you and you saying this and and being so like so adamant about it being so unwilling to move about it is really offensive to me like were there any moments like that yeah because that that to me was that those were always the the parts where we would like actually fight you know like we would have disagreements obviously we would have different things that we would what does fighting approach. look like? Because every time I've been falling across one of those experiences, we have to talk it out. And I'm not one to wait. Yeah, I can't... Yeah, yeah. I dealt with enough of that stress and, like, relational stress in high school that I'm like, I can't wait. Like, if there's a problem, it's going... Like, we're talking about it right now. Because, like, I can't... Yeah. I, I don't like the idea of silent treatment. I don't like the idea of... Any, it's like, it's well, so... It's so unconstructive. Yeah, it's like, oh, you just, uh, so, like, I think I've had a, a situation where Jules isn't, didn't want to talk to me, and I was like, you're telling me, like, a couple things right now. One, that you don't like me, and that you want me to know, and that you want to hurt me. And I'm like, I'm telling you, like, I, uh, and I was like, I'm telling you that I don't want, like, that I'm completely the opposite right now, even though, like, I've upset you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I upset Jules more than she upsets me, hmm. to be honest. Um, oh, I mean, same here, but yeah, like I've, I feel like I let her down a lot or well, not a lot, but like when I do it's, or when we do have a fight, it's my fault most of the time. And it goes both ways and she'll be the first to say too, like, which is nice of her. And I think that's something I like about her. She's like, well, hold on. Like I'm not in the clear, of course, but it always feels like more of my responsibility and I just care about her. So like, it's weird because when she'll get upset at me and I've actually, I've been upset at her too. What am I saying? But it's just like, 
it's hard for me not to just tackle that right away. And it yeah. sounds like you and Keanu are at that point too, right? Yes. Now, now we are. The first fight that we got in, well, I didn't even know what the fight was about for, well, a few days. Because, like, she just stopped talking to me. She just didn't talk to me for, the, for like, three days. That's brutal. And I was like... I was like, what is your deal? Like, what's your deal? <laughs> like, what, what's wrong? And and it was just it was just stone cold. Um, and so after that, I was like, no, we that's that's not happening. We can't do that. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to play that that game. You know, I'm like that fight. That fight was pretty brutal just in general. Um, like we it was very long. It was it was like over a period of like fighting on and off for for a while. Um, I dude, I hate the silent treatment. I mean, me too. Yeah. No one likes it, so don't do it. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. That's okay. Good advice. Don't do it. If you care about someone it's at rude. all, yes, it's rude. at all. You're getting cut to the chase. If someone harmed you, if it's your significant other who has hurt your feelings, telling them is much more constructive and silent treatment is pure destructive. Yeah. Like if you're like, oh, if you want this relationship to go downhill, silent treatment. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I am 100% no, 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 no. serious. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. I've seen it with early relationships, late relationships, and marriages. Hmm. I kid you not. Silent treatment is the killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean, that, that it goes, goes back, back to what Yeah, we it goes back to our is, thesis, right? Is co- communication. Communication. Is, is and I think that's said a lot, but I think until you're in it and until you like really understand it, in until you integrate it into your relationship, you, it's it's just a catchphrase. For those of you that are experiencing silent treatment, how would you advise them to go forward? Oh, who are experiencing? Who are being shunned? Because I I feel like when we talk about it, a lot of people instantly think of. Oh, I remember when that happened to me. But nobody thinks about when they delivered the silent treatment. Most people who deliver yeah, it yeah, are yeah. like, well deserved. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so w- w- are you saying like... Revenge is not the way of the Jedi. Like what should you do if you're getting the silent treatment? Yeah. Um, just say, hey, if this is the way you're going to treat me, I'm out. Peace. No, that is not the right answer. I, I mean, if I, you care about someone, this is what I tell you to do. If they won't talk to you, I would send them a message saying, this is where I'm at. This is how I'm feeling. But you got to be like, I'm ready to talk when you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, because you can't force them. That's the, the problem with the silent treatment is you can't force them to talk. You know, there's nothing that you can do to make them talk. So, right. That's why I say just, I mean, if they're really treating you poorly, like, you shouldn't stick around anyways. But, yeah, I mean, well, like, if that happens a lot or if it's really early on, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like, all right, wow, already. But if it's somebody you care about a lot, if you, if, if you've kind of made up your mind about it or if it has a lot of potential, it's worth, it's worth fighting through. I hate it is, yeah. Like I hate the culture today where it's like just like a glorification of zero commitment. Hmm. What is that new like Ariana Grande song that everyone's singing right Thank now? Thank you. No. Next. No, no. I mean that's a fine song. 
I do not like Ariana Grande. At that's all. about that's a, basically what you're talking about. No. What is, what's the song? That song is about thanks to all my exes because now I'm moving towards the besties. I don't know if that's the lyrics. I no, it's it's not. <laughs> really? That's not the lyrics. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, but I'm pretty sure that's what the song's about. I guess. Uh, so. She she uh has a new song called Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored. Oh, I see. That officially sealed the grave for Ariana Grande's <laughs> chance to ever grace my ears. Sure, yeah. Dude, I just... I, the other thing is, is I highly dislike the tone of her voice. Mm. I'm a tone guy. It's you hear that like, Vox at the beginning of this episode, you're like, that guitar sounds good. <laughs> That's right. That's I got, tone. I got, quality, I got, I got a ear for tone, dude. Um, But sort of getting back on track um you want to talk about guitars no what about pedals i want to talk i'm about, talking about love we're talking about relationships ta- right now dude, that's a relationship you and the guitar baby yeah that's true that's true it is <laughs> i dude there's like nothing like killer tone on a guitar anyways mm. um yeah but i mean i think i think we learned sort of early on that um well, okay. So one of one of we learned two lessons. One is the best way to talk about things is is to actually discuss them because because when you're when you're texting or when you're not with each other or whatever, it's like very difficult to actually understand what they're talking about. <laughs> like understand tone and understand, you know, what what So here's the thing. But but for you know what's funny, Cameron, you don't even realize it. Yeah, what? I was sending a text while Cameron just said that. That's true. And it was like slightly passive aggressive. I wasn't being passive aggressive. Dude, I but swear. it sounded great. I like swear. It went I together. Swear. So well. you're like, you can't understand the tone <laughs> and the thing if you're just sitting there and texting and I'm like I look up like guilty as charged, dude. I swear I wasn't being passive aggressive. It was funny. It was really funny. You know, people say I I'm passive aggressive. You're not. But I I highly doubt it. I don't think I am. I think you have a little good a little uh dollop of sarcasm. Definitely. And that that's, that's what sure. that's why people are like, You're passive and you're like, No, I actually really meant it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um so but but something that is actually very helpful, um, and this is something that I learned from Kiana. And because we were totally like two ships passing in the, in the night when it came to this was like actually writing down what you think is is a very helpful way to process um, to process like your argument hmm. and your like what you're what you're thinking. So she was she was always like, well, I want I need to text this out because because it's helpful for me to to process this in in a way that makes sense you know it's helpful for me to to go through this like like writing it out but i was always like that's a terrible way to talk to me (laughs) because if you really mean something like like i would like to actually hear you and i'd like to not not pretend what your voice is sounding like not not pretend your inflection and and you know hear it in the way that i'm you know, I'm angry, so I'm gonna make you sound sound worse than you're actually meaning it. You know, like I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't com- want to misinterpret. Communication you. through text is not usually good. I no. I remember one of the first gals I liked. I sent a text to saying, Oof. "Hey, I really like you," and that was a stupid mistake. That didn't go well. No, and, the, and now it's super funny looking back on yeah. it. Yeah, but um, yeah, I I would say talking in person is important. Quick note on that silent treatment thing again. If you're experiencing the silent treatment. 
let the like you have to give someone space to talk to i feel like a lot like what happens especially when you are experiencing that is you're just like hey i'm right here i'm ready why aren't you talking to me why aren't you talking to me like over like you don't even give them the opportunity to like deflate what you're doing is like raising their blood pressure it feels yeah, like yeah, to yeah. the point where they're never going to say anything because they're all bottled up and they're like i'm not gonna say anything at all just to make you feel even worse it's like when a kid it's like when you react to a kid <laughs> bothering you like the kid hey, is going to keep hey, hey, doing isaac it. isaac hey yeah the kid is going to continually do that because you're reacting right right, right? right. Same thing, dude. If you're reacting like that, they're going to just keep being quiet because it's working, right? Yeah. What if you're just like, hey, like, I'm ready to talk. Um, I want to hear how you feel. And then you just leave it there. Dude, like, they're basically not getting what they're wanting because they want to see you suffer, right? I'm sorry. Like, people that do silent treatment usually want, like, some revenge. They're sadistic. I mean, we all are sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah, but th- that's that's just another quick note. Cameron, we're coming up on a, a one hour and 35 minutes. Let's uh, just keep going. Dude, I want to. I also am running out of storage. And I'm also, I also have a programming assignment due tonight, and I've never programmed in my life. So uh, <laughs> there there are those things. But I want, I kind of, I want to keep going for a little bit longer. Yeah. Because I think we're getting into some good stuff. We should have a follow-up. Good Lord. You say that about every, you're like, best wars. Let's do another one. Yeah, there's so many other wars. That there's we so many great, about. weird wars. Um, what about the good things? What about the good things in your relationship? Like, Dude, I'm telling you, it, it teaches you how to communicate better. There's nothing like having a best friend who wants to be around you all the time. Yeah. That's that's how I feel about a good, a good significant other relationship is someone that wants to spend time with you all the time. Like, Jules says to me, hey, you're my favorite person. And I'm just like, Dude. You're my favorite. Like, I want to see you all the time, you know? And it's weird because the older I get, the more responsibility I have and the less time I have for her. Makes it even more exciting. Like, I mean, just yesterday I sent her a text. I was like, hey, these are the times I have free this week. Like, when can you be there for Like, when can we be together? Yeah. And she's like, oh, like, I can do all those times. I was like, sweet. You got, you're on my priority. Mm, Yeah. For that list. And, And I just... I don't know, like, it's it's exciting when you guys have laid out a bunch of trust. And that's not to say that that trust won't be shaken and that you won't have hard times going through it, but it's just so rewarding. I wanted... There was something else I wanted to talk about. And, and, we're, and we're getting towards it, right? Cameron, you've been dating Kiana for five years, mm-hmm. and it is not a stagnant relationship. No. Stagnant relationships are the evil cancer of relationships with significant others. And people don't realize this. I think a relationship requires growth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that what's interesting, though, is that was the big thing that we were, like, really scared of when we went off to college. You know, so, like, we had been dating for two years-ish. No, like a, a year and a half-ish before, uh, before we went off to college. And the thing that we were most scared about was that we were just growing separate directions. You know, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't grow, we would, we would go grow differently and kind of just fall away. Um, and it wouldn't be any, like, it wouldn't be because of our design, you know, like it wouldn't be malicious between us, but it's just that we just grew in different directions. But I don't, I think that's true. That can happen. You know, like, 
you can grow in different directions. But I think if you're if you're processing and if you're open with with someone and if you're like if your goal is is like we said, like teamwork, like and communication. If it's like you're you're on my top priority and as like a partner in life. You know, like this is I want to go somewhere with you and wherever that is, like I'm I'm there. You know, like I'm I'm in it. So like that was that was kind of my mindset after after going to college and being like well, I could be I could be anywhere. You know, right, like right. I could go I could have gone down to LA. I could have gone to to New Mexico. I could have gone anywhere. But I, I'm in San Francisco, and anywhere I would have gone, my priority would have been, hey, let's be together. You yeah. know, like, hey, let's let's make this work, and let's let's grow on on the relationship that we've we've built. You know, the foundation. It's cool because the more distance that I've experienced with Jules, she travels a lot now. Yeah. For for her artist music stuff. Um the more I realize how much I enjoy having her around and the more I am like even more, like I just feel more committed. Just last night we were talking about it. I was like, there's going to be a point pretty soon where I don't think we're going to have a lot of time for each other. And it was a scary conversation to have with her. Yeah. And I was like, but like, I have so like, I have so much, so many dreams that I want to like have with you and stuff like that. And it's funny because we, like I said, we're a good team. So we like, we talk about it. Right. We were like, dude, like, this could easily happen. Like, what are we going to do? Like, what, where's your head at with that? And stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, we, me, me and Kiana had that scary conversation, like, uh, August, probably July. Yeah. Cause, cause she was starting her, no, no, no. It was after that. It was like, she had started her master's program and she was just so busy. She yeah. was working. She had, she was, you know, doing college. Yeah, she was she was taking a master's course in a year, right? So like, so like that's two years of college work in one year, and so like she she just had no time, right? And so and so I was I was that like I was that puppy dog like like hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm over here. Right, talk right. to me. And she was like, I I just can't. I just can't right now. You know, like I'm just I'm just so busy. I'm sorry. It's not that and and one of the one of the things was like I know she didn't she didn't mean it in the way that like I she wasn't saying that she didn't have priority for me. You know, like that wasn't what she sa- she was saying, but that was still kind of how it felt. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, still No, no, I know that. I know that feeling. I still kind of took it like like oh man, like I'm you know, like that's like, I'm not her priority right now. Right. right. But it, at the same time, it was like, it was like, no, that's not, that's not it. It's just, this is our phase in life right now. And this is just, this is just how it has to be. And I would say one more thing in terms of like dealing with a lot of relationship problems is I think stoicism goes a long way. And we talked about it, uh, you know, a little while ago in one of the other podcasts, but it's like when you sit back and you, and you realize that, well, first of all, when you stop having expectations (laughs) about certain things, when you stop having like, like, this is, this is my dreams. This is my blah, blah, blah. 
this is this is what I what I think life should be for myself. Dude, can I tell you that convers the conversation of marriage, especially for kids our age. Everyone tells you when they're gonna get married. Or no, everyone tells you when you should get married. That's true, yeah. I hate that crap. I hate that crap. And here's why. You know, my grandpa has been for like two months now, has been like, Hey, when are you gonna when are yeah. you gonna stop being an idiot and marry her? Right, right. <laughs> everyone tells you to get married when they got married. Or even if they're then there's like the single people who are like, wait, wait till you're 45, dude. <laughs> um, but there's like, like I mean, like my parents got married when they were super young. They were like 19 and 20. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, like that's that's a good. You know what's funny is they're actually the least pushy when it comes to marriage. Stuff. Like they were more, but mm. they were also like, yeah, that was hard for us. Sure. Like going through college and whatnot. I'm like, wow. That's cool. But then, like, you meet those people who are like, we got married at 30, and that was the best decision of our life. And, like, that's when you need to get married. <laughs> or there's the people who are like, yeah, 22, perfect age. That's when I got married, and that's when you should. I'm like, dude, I am so sick and tired of people telling me when to do things. <laughs> I'm my own boss, dude. You see this mug I posted on Instagram? It's everything comes from something mug. I'm a boss, dude. Thanks, Will Lubke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna decide for myself. I I totally agree. Everybody has their own timing, but I the idea that I want to promote is this idea of growth. Don't be in that stagnant relationship. Someone once told me. I mean, I went to a church group, so this might sound a little weird if you're not really attached to this concept. But every relationship grows. A physical, uh, sorry, every like significant other relationship grows. There's a mental aspect. I would classify that as like the friendship. Um, you know, I would say just like values, like friendship, values, thoughts, ideas, conversations, yeah. right? There's like a physical side of it, right? And that's like any physical side of it. I think like physical touch and love is like a really important aspect of that sort of relationship, right? And then you have um, like a spiritual side. And I don't know what that means for you. If you don't know, Cameron and I are Christian, but I hate the word religious because I don't like religious people at all. We're, I'm weird. I'm weird, okay? And then they're like, don't you work for a church? Yeah. Okay. Rob's going to uh, listen to this and be like, hey, man. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. Rob's funny, dude. Um, but I like to picture all three of those like aspects as like pillars of growth. Yeah. Okay? I like to, I'm holding on our soundboard right now three sliders like volume sliders you picture a concert like a good sound guy's gonna push those three up to be at like a level with each other right but there's like a steady growth all three of them at the same time and there can be a little bit of like growth disparage but or like growth difference but well, there the, are things that you need to work on at different times you yeah know, you yeah. gotta fix things at different times the but. issue is when one of those categories falls off now i know if you're like oh i don't believe in that spiritual side well there's some spiritual aspect to a relationship. Yeah, everybody they, talks about it. Everybody's like chemistry or, you know, like like it's 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 a certain amount of some almost something that you just can't talk about. Yeah, it's that weird. You that you feel. It's weird. There's like, yeah, you could even call it the chemistry side, right? Yeah. All three of those should be monitored and should be growing and to some degree like got to kind of be on top of that. You kind of have to like analyze it a lot. I'm not saying they're all growing at the same rate, but I have seen relationships fall into dangerous places when 
two of those three sliders go real fast. I mean, you know it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. There's a relationship that's all like spiritual and physical. There's a lot. That's like the hot couple. They get on fast, but they they didn't even touch the mental side, and then like. And they're not friends either. It I falls mean, that's apart. The, that's the big thing. Yeah, you have like some couples that are like wearing chastity belts. <laughs> I went to one of those weddings. Sure. Yeah. Maybe that's because we grew up in the church, but I went to a wedding where they hadn't kissed till the wedding. And I was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> and it wasn't any of my friends. It wasn't any of my friends. I don't know if any of my friends who I went to weddings like held off for that long, but mm. like this wedding was like, yikes. Like it was terrifying. <laughs> uh, it was a terrifying, like, uh, I don't know why, like that event and like the, the alien face clinger are like very similar to me. Um, <laughs> So uh, you got to monitor it all, dude. You got to monitor it all, all right? And there should be growth. And and I'm not saying, like, I I feel weird bringing up, like, the physical because people are like, oh, what do you mean growth, right? Like, I don't know. What do you, what do you exactly mean? That doesn't mean, like, crazy, like, risque, raunchy, like, sex life. That's not what I'm talking about, dude. There's, like, growth in, like, physical touch and endearment that is, like, propped up by the other two aspects as well right i think it's more of like a to me it's it's like similar to what we were talking about with communication it's like figuring out what their what their physical touch language is you know like like how they how they respond to things and like growing in that growing in maybe comfortable comfortability is what i would say like here's an example i hold jules's hand but that's not really, I don't know. Like, that doesn't matter to her that much, holding hands, right? Now, she does care if I put my arm around her when we're walking. She does care when I give her my jacket, which kind of goes into the mental, spiritual side, right? She loves to be, like, cuddled and held. And so, like, that's like that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, right? Like, there's consistency and growth in that. And I'm going to be real with you guys. I don't want to talk about sex stuff on the show. So we're going to move on. But you guys understand, like, you you guys understand that concept. And I just want to, like, promote that idea of growth. And it goes with a, a chunk of commitment, right? But that's, this is, like, if you're serious. Like, if you're serious, man. We're, ta- we're talking about Valentine's, dude. This is, like, we're t- trying to get down to, like, some serious relational talk. Dude. Yeah. So. But I, I do want to finish my thought about stoicism. And maybe we I'm can so, leave. I, d- I didn't mean to cut you. No, off. no, no. It's okay. I, it was a good segue too because we we didn't finish right on uh, on the pillars. Um, I think I think with stoicism, it comes down to n- not over expecting who this other person is going to be. Right. Not ha- not building up a a like a mental cartoon character of someone else. Not saying like. Like, oh, this is who this is who Kiana should be, you know, or this is this is how I imagine Kiana is. But taking taking your significant other as as they are and saying, like, this is who you are and that's great. You know, that's who I'm in love with and that's who that's who I care about. Not this pretend version, not the one that I'm I'm, you know, I'm making up. Or not the pretend life that I imagine we we should be having. I'm caring about the life that we're having right now. Dang, dude. Really well put. And you know what's crazy? Is that 
I want to keep talking about this, but we're at an hour 50. Damn. There's so much, like, goodness behind a positive relationship. Yeah, I agree. Cameron and I... It can be some of the best... Like, it could be the best thing in your life, actually. Yeah. It, it It's not something to give up on easily. Like, I, I mean, I have. I've been there. I mean, I've been there. I've, I, w- I have given up on it, right? But it sort of helped me, like, shape a perspective. Um, man, the, the, like, Cameron and I wanted to talk about good video games to play uh, with your couple, or as a couple, or, like, um, great movies to watch. Movies to watch. I'm just going to throw a couple out there, because I, I want you to think about something more fun and uplifting instead of these, like, deep <laughs> ideas. Like, I want you to consume the deep ideas, but, like, just to kind of close it off with, like, a fun ribbon or something. Um, I'm not crazy about the new Super Mario Bros. games, but they're really fun mm. to play okay. as a couple. I swear by Cooking Mama. Not cooking. Overcooked. Overcooked. I've, that's Jul- that's the only game that I can recommend. Jules actually. loves Overcooked, dude. I say if you have a VR unit, you should you should make a try it. Yep. I like... Um, I feel like the... Uh, you don't like it, but the one where you throw the paint blobs is kind of fun. Oh, Unfinished Swan? Yeah. No, Any- no, no. I liked that game. I, I liked that game a lot. Kiana thought it was boring. Anything though. horror is a good time uh, uh, no, for you. Not with Kiana. Talk about silent treatment. Um, <laughs> and uh, I would say like, like... All Nintendo. I would say David Cage, like choose your own style. Games. Oh, yeah, that Netflix show, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure was good. Well, the, the I mean like like games where you are making decisions. Right. Things like L.A. Heavy Noir, Rain. He- Heavy Rain. Not L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir, yeah. Heavy Rain, uh, Gone Home. Or was it Gone Home? Not Gone Home. Not Gone Home. It's Heavy Rain. Um, there was Detroit Become Human. Yeah, yeah. There are ghosts or whatever. No, there's one. There's a different studio. Beyond Two Souls. It's not Beyond. That's David Cage. Oh, there's, oh, oh. Um, I know what you're talking about. The horror game. It's not Gone Home. It's uh, the hourglass one. Yeah. Until Dawn. Until Dawn. That's a good game, yeah. but too scary for Kiana. It is kind of good. Like I played it with Glenn. It's very quite good. romantic. It's very good. Glenn's my brother. Um, <laughs> and then movies. I really love Five Hundred Days of Summer. Mm. Really, really like good romantic movie. Um, of course, Princess Diaries, Cameron. Just for you. Oh, I love Princess. I don't think I wait. I don't know if I've ever watched Princess Diaries with Kiana. I only watch that movie alone Dude, <laughs> by myself. Growth. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that growth. <laughs> um, if you're looking for like a dark drama. Really dark, rated R. Drive. Drive I love Drive. It's got hot Ryan Gosling in it. Jules liked it, even though it was disgustingly violent. Yeah. And she was like, this is cool. That movie encapsulates... If you're confused on what I mean by a spiritual side, that movie is it. Mm. That movie captures the spirit of love and also utter violence. Yeah. Okay? But the first half, the first half is like... Really, a great love story. Really beautiful love story. Um, See, Kiana's weird because she likes good movies. <laughs> drive's good. No, no, no. I'm, I'm no, no, no. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not like I don't have to dumb down the movie preferences that I that I show her. Me neither. Me neither. The thing about it is, this is one of our big. This was one of our big growth areas in our relationship. Was we would start to like I would I would go over to to her place and we would just get a pint of ice cream and I would just pick a movie <laughs> and we'd eat a pint of ice cream and we'd we'd watch a movie and that was like the best time we were like the oldest 
most domesticated couple. It was awesome. It was so much fun. You'll, you'll get back to it. Don't but worry. in that, in that, well, yeah, in that, um, in that sort of time period, she went from watching like a specific type of movie to being a lot more adventurous with things. And so, like mm. now she's now she's trying to she's trying to see a lot of the Oscar movies. She said she's not going to watch them all because she doesn't like she's not going to watch Black Panther because she doesn't like um, black people. No, stop. <laughs> Um, she doesn't like how Killmonger has like the bumps on his skin. Is that seriously the reason? That's seriously the reason. I like uh, that movie's good, and that's it. But I'm not gonna say anymore because yeah. I'm a little frustrated with how much praise it's getting. Um, but she, but like we watched Vice the other day. Oh, that movie's terrible. That movie oh, too terrible bad, movie. dude. I know. Christian Bale gained so much weight. Know, Another one, a, a great couple movie is About Time. Um, I haven't seen it. It's really surprisingly good. Hmm. It's about like this kid who finds out he has this like long lost ancestral ability to go back in time whenever he sits in a closet (laughs) and closes his eyes really hard. Hmm. But like he loves this girl and he's like this ugly ginger guy. (laughs) And like he just... It's it's just funny because he like mm. he like does everything in his power to fall in love with her. But like, I like time travel. It's fun. You know what's another good one? Silver what? Linings Playbook. That's a very sad movie, but it's wonderful. You know what's another one good? Uh, Schindler's. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. That's a but that's a great movie. You can just lap up the tears out of her eyes. I would say this is my final bit of advice. Don't date anybody who doesn't like good movies. Don't date someone that you couldn't see as your best friend. Yeah. Like that, I just I, I just don't I don't get it. Yeah. Go out with someone that you want to hang out with all the time, not someone that you just uh want to like like that you think's pretty, you know? <laughs> don't go out with someone that you just want to like get down with. Don't Meet someone in a bar and say, oh, this person is tolerable. Dude, I almost just vomited all over this mic <laughs> when you said that. Yeah, what's super weird, and maybe this is where we're going to end it, but what's super weird is I have a less lot of people, than a gig available on my computer. Yeah, a this lot is of, a two-hour episode, baby. A lot of people are like in the dating world right now in college. And they're adults, right? You know, a lot of my friends, I'll say. <laughs> Did they're, you just say adults? <laughs> they're adults, and <laughs> like I feel really bad because I don't. I literally have no concept of how you would date in in 2019. I don't understand how someone would be able to date. You know what I? You know, like legit. I've learned from my mistakes, but at the same time, I think the way we were raised has really helped us, like, date and. And also, like, there's so many a-holes out there. Oh, yeah. Like, dude a-holes. As a dude. Like, I'm speaking as a dude, right? It's like, I literally just started to emulate what I saw in the good guys in the movies. And, like, that's sort of weird to say out loud. And I don't know really what I'm getting at by saying it. I'm kind of just exploring this idea. Yeah. But I'm like, it's not... 
like everybody thinks they have to be like either cool or like a bad dude, but like being a good guy is really rewarding. And it took a while yeah, in the, to get there. Yes, yes. But like being a good guy and being yourself at the same time, hopefully those two things can coexist. Is <laughs> like it's like it leads to good stuff. It leads to a good relationship. But also, how would you f- like? How do people find other people to date? I'm Don't so confused me, about. It. I'm so confused about it. In the wise immortal wait. Question for the show. Tinder. Juzo Greenwood oh, yes. asks, "Is God real?" <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. His his question is, "Does God exist?" In the wise, immortal words of the holy prophet Drake, God's plan. Mm. That's how you find someone. And on that overly preachy and loaded ending, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Wait. So how many how many people? Was it God's plan to meet, like, at bars and on Tinder? <laughs> you can ask all the punk bands, dude. Okay. I have no... I don't know. Cameron, it's literally at two hours. <laughs> I I have 1.7 gigs available okay. on my computer right now. All right. We're not filling it up, dude. We ain't. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Everything Comes From Something, episode 33, extra long, just for you, Valentine's Day special. If you like the show, mm. tell a friend. That's how it grows. Give us a rating. Check out our Patreon. It goes on forever. Maybe we're stupid, or maybe we have something to say. I hope you laughed at some of this stuff. There were so many innuendos there that I just passed on, that I just didn't say. It's a sarcasm thing again. You're hurting me. <laughs> we'll be back next week. This is... This Thursday release is for the coming Monday. We just decided to throw it out there early, bank on the corporate schemes of Valentine's Day because we are business as well. Cashing out, dude. Hey, get out there, be real, communicate, grow, and be stoic. And don't meet your significant other in a bar.